Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa MacDonald. Welcome. Welcome to another in Finance Malta series of podcasts called FinTalks. I'm Vanessa MacDonald and with me today I have Petra Elul Mercer, who is an expert in financial literacy. Petra, thanks so much for being with us. Um, it's really an interesting time to talk to you because recently the OECD and the European Commission launched a whole framework with regards to financial literacy for children, which follows on something they had already done with adults. Mm-hmm. Can, can you explain to me a little bit about how this all came about? Mm-hmm. Yes, so um, in the beginning of October of this year, um, the OECD launched its, uh, its second framework, which is focusing on uh, primary and youths. It's based on the same four competencies as the adults. And uh, when we're talking about these competencies, we're talking about um, uh, how, to, how to plan your money, understanding money, so going more into different types of currencies. We're also looking into risk and reward and um, um, digging in more depth when it comes to the financial landscape, so looking more into the economics. So these competencies, these four core areas are then broken down further into, um, uh, you could say, micro-credentials, you know, in order to assist uh, teachers and also kids from the age of six um, up to the age of approximately 18 or 19, depending on which... So which these country. are basically the competencies they will require as adults. Yes. So what you're doing is actually trying to put the focus on getting yes. them while they're still young and fresh. Yes, yes definitely. Mm-hmm. So these four um, core areas from a Maltese perspective, we've been uh, using them in the various training programs that we've been uh, devising throughout um, and helping you know, either companies, organizations in order to upskill their workers, but also with teachers preparing training programs to be able to support them more and more in different topics um, once they reach out to us. So who is actually active in this sphere? Because, I mean, we know about, uh, you know, individual banks organizing financial literacy uh, programs for their potential investors. The Mortar Stock Exchange has got its own academy mm-hmm. uh, where it teaches people, obviously, about these kind of topics. But I presume that that's not what you are referring to. Well... Look, the only way forward um, in this important uh, skill is collaboration. So we do have organisations, for example, like like JA Malta, that have one of their pillars is financial literacy. Um, People may know it as junior achievement. uh, which organises competitions and so on, but I don't think people realise how active they actually are in teaching fina- financial literacy in schools as well. I mean, yes, it's... yes, you know, they've got very specific programmes, you know, which come down from uh, from Europe and also internationally. But let's not forget also that there's uh, Gemma, which has been um, launched its second strategy a couple of years ago and has been pushing financial literacy, but mostly financial capability. And Gemma is the the government agency for financial literacy. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, But one thing, going back to these four core areas, is that the OECD is, um, uh, is very much focused 
on the, the, the skills, the attitude and the and knowledge base. What we are doing here is more being is being more inclusive in terms of touching on well not actually touching but going into more depth on the financial capability side. So here we're actually going into the behavior, which is essential in order for people to first be able to understand what kind of relationship they have with money before they start learning the skills and then uh, putting to practice the knowledge in their, in their daily life. So in Malta, we're taking it um, a step further. So where, where does more? I mean, where does more actually stand with regards to financial literacy? Because when you look at um, some of the international charts, uh, overall the amount of financial, the level of financial literacy is super poor. Yes, no, it's it is it's very low. It's very low. In fact, um, I know that uh, that Gemma is in the process of uh, they have run the the second survey. Um, and should be uh, showcasing the results very soon. So that will give us a good idea um, where we stand further to the, the first survey, which was in 2018. But the results are very, very poor. And you can see this, um, Vanessa, because I also teach in the evenings with lifelong learning. So we've got adults over there in the sessions of various age groups from their early 20s up to pensioners. And unfortunately, the insecurity that there is when it comes to being able to manage your money, being able to understand um, uh, the different types of investments, because people are interested in investing, but they don't understand. So it comes back into the way um, organizations, uh, banks, uh, financial services are framing the, the, the messages, the investments that they are putting out there. So all in all, there is a lot to do. And it is definitely one of the skills that has to be included as from a young age, all the way through our life processes. So um, how can we make this, this happen? The only way forward is collaboration. And this is um, even with uh, members of Finance Morta, let's work together, especially when it comes to this specific type of institutions, FinTech, we're looking into the development more of gamification. Um, we're looking into collaborating more on different um, EU projects that we can that we can get funded for. We don't have the skills in every area, so we need to collaborate with um, uh, with members part of, of of finance Malta in order to be able to to help us. We can help in terms of the capability and the simplification because we are really the. How can we put it? The, the temperature gauge of what is actually happening within our community and people are struggling. You would think that, oh, she's only talking about vulnerable groups, but no, I'm not. I'm talking about everybody, every part of society within um, uh, that are earning various types of income. You've got 
financial well-being where we've got a lot of you know ceos uh, cfos that are struggling mm-hmm. with the pressures of of work are used to living party- specific lifestyles and are still struggling because their financial well-being is is you know very limited is very low so then what happens you go into other areas <laughs> where you're addicted to your phone you smoke to much etc etc yes so Another thing, for example, I've been involved with a number of conferences on pensions yes. and the uptake of pensions. People yes. really have no idea what they're going to be getting when they retire and how that's going to match their lifestyle. And and yet the concept of starting early with a private pension or yes. putting something aside is, is almost unknown. It's no. quite quite scary. Yes, it is. In fact, I mean, when it comes to... When it comes to pensions, it's it's um, it's fantastic that in the the last budget, um, uh, that we just had a, a month ago, where you know the the minister mentioned that we need to look, we need to work together more towards VOPS, you know, the voluntary organisation pension, because uh, large companies need to to understand that it needs to become second nature, but we do need to educate the community to be able to start asking for it as one of the benefits. Because I believe that if we work from work from both sides, you know, from a, an organization, but also from the community, there's going to be um, a parallel uptake. So collaboration is definitely Collaboration, I mean, you said, you mentioned at one point that there is already a strategy. What does that strategy say? Because one of the things that seems to be lacking is an oversight. Mm-hmm. Um, you you would need to have somebody who's looking at what there already is to identify where there is a lot of overlap and where there are gaps, because mm-hmm. I, I imagine that there are both overlaps and gaps. No? Yes, yes, no, there's definitely a lot of overlap. So this, this is really um, a waste in energy and a waste in time. What we try to do is um, uh, I'm always looking out and trying to network with people that to understand more what what they are doing and let's synergize. Let me help you with what you're doing and work together. It's definitely more cost effective and we're going to hit um, uh, a greater group. You know, so eighty twenty basically rule. Let's make it even even simpler. Um, uh, so please, you know organizations do reach out let's let's work together more um uh, let's put our, our our ideas together so that we're not all trampling over the same piece of uh, well unfortunately people tend to go for the low hanging fruit as well which means that there are whole areas as you say not just the vulnerable um but a whole area sectors of of society which are not being reached yes yes so besides schools, which we definitely need to, to tackle, um, there's also, let's start looking at plugging in financial education, financial knowledge, financial awareness, whatever you want to call it, within organisations, um, all sorts of organisations. So HR need to reach out and as much as we are reaching out to them. So let us go in you know, organize these, these, these sessions, which don't have to take long, at least start creating an awareness and inform them of what tools they could use to be able to manage their, their money better, to be more aware of pensions, state pensions and the private pensions. Or if you don't want, how do you invest? What platforms 
the importance of emergency funds, all of these things. Um, let me go back to this idea of the, the strategy, because I think it's really important to understand um, that Gemma, which is the, the, the government agency, had actually, or even prior to Gemma, that there actually was a strategy. So what is actually happening? Is anyone actually following the strategy? Is there any action on it? Uh, definitely. Um, uh, the second strategy was launched about a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, and it focuses very much on the education and it's pushing more definitely in terms of supporting of the, the, the teachers, how we can support the teachers to be able to to teach this skill over a transversal manner because we don't want to bog them down with with already the great work that that they do so the focus at the moment is very much on that the educational side um, definitely looking into vulnerability and um, um, people with different competencies so we're also looking at how can we train other other staff within the social field to be able to have that skill and to be able to of course, pass because they're on. multipliers. Yes, of course. Exactly, because it's um, it's not that easy to teach it, especially if you don't practice it. But now that there is this, I mean, all the resources of the OECD and the Commission, surely they are now developing tools and so on. Yes, the OECD is now starting to develop um, the training programs and that go with it. There's lots of information out there that can be used but um, unless it's not that easy to just download the program plug and play mm -hmm. that's why the behavior is very very important because you won't be able to unless you actually practice good money practices to be able to to teach it to others and be aware of the difficulties the challenges that other people face you'll get stuck. Mm. So the aim is to help the teachers to get them involved more and to make uh, you know, other adults aware. That's why going into, into companies to create tools. So using FinTech gamification that fit in with the culture, the different uh, life stages that we're, uh, that we're in. So whether you're in your a young adult, what is it that you need? Okay, what tools? Let's make it simpler for people. If you're in your 30s and 40s and you're looking for potential investments, you know, let's break down the, the, the complicated um, uh, language so that then it's easier. Should I invest in this bond? Because it's, we know bonds are, are less risky. Or But what is it actually that I'm going to get out of it? So if there's that understanding, we're going to be building on the, on the confidence of that person. Once there's a the confidence, then there's going to be growth, you know, so then we can understand. So we definitely need to collaborate more well, together. Well, it would be very interesting to wait for the results of the survey to see whether there has at least been any improvement since the first survey. Petra, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.